Hi, welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Sarah Whitus. I'm Amanda Teuscher. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Sarah. Oh my god, so I am still thinking about the, maybe the funniest thing I saw on the internet this week, uh, which I shared with you. Are you talking about the David Duchovny uh, sighting in New York? (laughs) Okay, yes, and I feel like this is not going to be quite as funny if you're not like a Who Weekly acolyte. Or, Um, yeah, there's like a lot of reasons this particularly like converged (laughs) for all of our humor, but like... (laughs) Yes, you have to be a Who Who Weekly Hooligan Acolyte follower of the Who Weekly podcast. And if you're not already, then like get with the program. Right. And like get a on the Who Weekly podcast. Fan of David Duchovny. Um, yeah. <laughs> and also, you have to see the photo, which like really helps. <laughs> it does help. Well, t- uh, I'm gonna like screenshot. I mean, it's kind of you're not really. I'm gonna screenshot at least the the picture of the person or something, and we'll tweet it because <laughs> does it's this really... look like Dave Duke? The point is that someone, a, another follower of this podcast, in their Facebook group, people post photos or like different news things, and he posted a photo of a man on a subway, and he's like, "Look, it's the it's that one guy from the X Files." With, is this like I would assume his wife. <laughs> Wait, and the best part is that like it's like just some guy and a woman literally sitting on the subway. They have like a Marshall's bag. They're drinking like a half-empty like styrofoam cup of Dunkin' Donuts. She's wearing like she's wearing like, like Nike sneakers, right? Like red Nike sneakers, and, like, like old jeans. <laughs> They're literally just people, and like, they look this like guy's super like super suburban and normal. Yeah, and, like, someone even on the Facebook thread is like, no, these are just two people who, like, just took the train in from Connecticut. It's just a white brunette man. (laughs) Yeah. And the best part of this post is, like, is this Dave Duchovny? And then it's like, he notices, the guy who posted it notices that, like, this is, they're they're looking like schlubs, you know? Oh, yeah, he's he's like, like, did he fall on hard times? No, did his lifestyle change? Did his lifestyle change? (laughs) Uh, this was I was the you have this post is a work of beauty and I just was literally cackling at it for like I mean I'm not kidding you the better part of an entire morning it is so good and then the commenters all just <sighs> drag him it is so yeah good. and then he pops up later and it's like excuse me I think people are being a little harsh here I'm like no they're not you just confused <laughs> some ra- like someone's dad like on the train <laughs> For Dave Duchovny, I mean, Dave Duchovny is someone's dad, Yeah, to be but fair, also, but... like, the woman that he's with, who just looks like, like, just a normal, like, woman, and yeah. he's like, I assume it's his wife, it's like, well, Taya Leone, like, <laughs> is literally gorgeous. wife is, like, a... And she's currently starring on a major <laughs> broadcast. Anyway, everything about it was show. perfect. Um, if you ask one of us, we will show you this. Yeah, because... you need to find, yeah, get that screenshot. And, like, it is a gem. Later. It is um, a gem. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> moving on, I suppose. Um, so what did we do this week? We, what did um, we watch? I, I, so I watched, um, I watched a lot of basketball, but besides basketball. Um, <laughs> How I, are the Cavs doing? Nope. Uh, give us a Cavs update. Well, they quick. are um, they, they are lost down, to the Boston Yeah, you would have Celtics, known about right? that. It was a I bad did know about loss. Um, and <laughs> I did hear about that on the radio. Yes. Ugh, Celtics. Anyway. <laughs> They're playing again right after we talk, so I hope when you are all listening to this, it'll be tied 
Um, but, but no, I also watched, uh, I got caught up on Killing Eve, as I promised last week, and holy moly cannoli, it gets so good. Um, so I'm still, t- we just determined two episodes behind, yeah. so we're going to talk more about this next week. Um, but I So we're going to keep say, saying this, but like everyone, that means you still have another week to get your act together if you have and, not been watching the show. Because like, this is a show that I really thought was going to be you know, kind of funny. It's got to be like a kind of funny take on, you know, the assassin, like, pursuer relationship. It's going to be, you know, whatever. And And it's produced by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, so it's got to be kind of funny. It's got to be kind of funny, and it is. It is, but this show, like, goes some places that I did not see coming. And yeah. I we were just talking about a specific moment from the episode I just watched where my mouth literally dropped from my face. Right. This, the <laughs> actor who plays um, Villanelle, the assassin, um, Jody is... I just wanted to say Jody Cantor, but that's I know, funny. and then you saying that made me want to say Jody. <laughs> that's Cantor. Jody Comer. I'm like, that is a. It's very. I was like, I know it's close. Yeah. <laughs> like, like ugh, very different. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, Jodie Comer. She's she's British, which I didn't realize, and she does like a Russian accent the whole time. She has a good Russian accent. Yeah. Um. And anyway, she is so scary because you think you understand that, like. Or that you're having a break. She plays a psychopath so well. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, she just has no... The the degree to which she has no compunction no. about her actions is is quite scary. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like it's fun to watch in a way that, like, you know, other shows about psychopaths, I think, like Dexter or something, are kind of not. Yeah. But, um, but is actually bone-chilling. Yeah. And so you haven't seen, oh my gosh, boy, you, there's a moment coming up in the next episode that you'll know what I'm talking about when you watch it. All right, anyway, everyone get caught up on Killing Eve yeah, so we talk about, talk it, about next it next week. We're going to be spoilery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we're going to going to spoil some things. So I, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about this more next week also, but um, we both watched some of the HBO show Barry, which just had its finale, which I actually haven't watched the finale yet. Um, and I... I really liked Barry a yeah. lot. Yeah, I, I'm i only three episodes in, and I, I am going to finish it so we can talk about it next week, but um, I'm kind of like, I get bored about, you know, shows about L.A. or people acting and everything, and I mm-hmm. think I have to admit <laughs> to myself that I, when I saw the previews for it, and Bill Hader is wearing a WMMS shirt, which is like this old radio station in Cleveland, I really was excited that it would somehow be in Cleveland more. But yeah, it's just like, they just use really. Cleveland as like a thing like, well, he's from this Rust Belt hellhole and now he's in LA and he's going to make, it's like another show about Hollywood. And it is kind of a convergence now that I think about it of like, um, white male antihero, which you don't yeah, like, which I don't <laughs> um, like. Cleveland yes. hating, which you don't like. And then Hollywood, which you don't like. It is a bit of a convergence of things that uh are are not really on on an amanda recommendation (laughs) list to put it lightly but uh i i thought there were things about it that i thought worked better than others and and yeah we can talk about it a little bit more next week but i i thought it was really um it really I, i feel like i use this word a lot but it was very compelling to me i i got 
I think after the second half of the season, it ramps up in terms of... Well, I mean, um, you as a as a assassin who also wants to be an actor, I could see why you would find it compelling. Yeah, yeah, this is my shit. Yeah, this is definitely... I mean, it's basically my autobiography. That's why you moved so, to Boston. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Um, I like... There's a lot of actors in it that I like. Uh, I think Bill Hader is really... I've never... Bill, it's like, I think that this... The other kind of concept of this show is like, have you considered Bill Hader? Because <laughs> like, it is, he, I, and I will say, I had not really as like an actor. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I knew him from like, and he's very back. good. And, no, yeah. He's, and like other, really yeah. And of course, SNL. And I SNL, mean, he's an yeah, SNL but... classic icon, um, a total like comedic genius, but I definitely had not thought, you know, who could, carry um an hbo kind of comedy comedy drama like about right again kind of you know murderous i won't say psycho psychopath because kind of the idea here is that um bill Hader's character barry oh, who's an assassin morals. actually yeah actually has a soul um good for it which is you know the kind of emotional crux of the show is that he wants to get out of the game um but, but but no i mean i'll I'll give it another t- shot it might get better um but we'll talk about it more you know next week once i yeah i mean you. i'm also just i gotta say real quick i'm just like in favor of anything that gets steven root on and and henry winkler on my yeah what steven root was in something else i watched recently week, i feel like yeah um, he's i mean he works a lot steven root is like i feel like still gets stuck cornholed in office space <laughs> you know yeah guy from office space but um steven root does a lot i feel like he very well could have been in an episode of brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> oh my uh, god that's tr- what it was oh really <laughs> yes yeah, so i was he, gonna he, say like he plays he, charles boyle's dad Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. You know, he and Joe Latrulio, I see it. Yeah. Okay. Well, he plays it really, you know, a Boyle man. Anyway. Sure. Well, that actually, That's we're going to be talking about Brooklyn Nine-Nine later, but um, is you also, I think Atlanta wrapped up this, this, this uh, Atlanta episode, has right? its It has its finale this week, Um, so on Thursday. So, oh, okay. uh, I'll, I, yeah, we can, I'll, I'll kind of maybe circle back around that um possibly next week as well but i mean i think just kind of overall so the the um atlanta robin season which was the subtitle of not a lot of tv shows have a subtitle for individual seasons so um but atlanta just i you know i talked a little bit about it i think after maybe the first couple of episodes that had come out this season and it was just i mean to me atlanta and the americans this season have been just so good that they're almost in their own realm of television and it feels kind of unfair to other television shows (laughs) to me i mean atlanta i think if you haven't been watching atlanta absolutely you now have another year to to catch up on on this season i'm super excited to binge season two i love it's really good so much and i like the only reason i haven't watched season two is because i don't have a way to watch it and i've been yeah and it'll come out on Hulu one. probably shortly. Yeah. I hope so. I've been I like, mean, the first season yeah. came out. So I'm hoping, yeah, that it makes its way there, certainly before the debut of the next season. But it's I think it's better than the first season. Literally every episode has been 
just its own. You feel like you're kind of, it's one of these shows sometimes it was a little bit like Twin Peaks where I feel like when I'm watching it, I'm like sort of, it's got enough surrealism to it almost that I, I sort of feel like I'm almost transported yeah. when I'm watching it. Well, yeah. It's it's really an experience, uh, you know, and, and I think also interesting to a big theme of, of this season has just been kind of, I mean, there's been a lot of, a lot going on in this season, but um interesting timing with like donald glover's you know song and music video for this is america coming out yeah, he's at, having near a real the end moment. of the season he really is i mean his new yorker profile from a few weeks ago um so and he's coming he solo's coming out and he is the he is solo he's going on calrissian i mean and he goes on tour as childish gambino this fall um I think end of summer into the fall. So, I mean, he, this is like the year of Donald Glover for real. For real. <laughs> um, and this week's episode, or last week's episode that I just watched um, called FUBU uh, was actually the only episode of the series so far that didn't actually star any of our main characters. It was written by um, Donald Glover's brother, Stephen, who's a regular writer for the show and, yeah. and directed by Donald Glover. And Donald doesn't actually really direct much at all on the show so um and it was an episode that is sort of a flashback to like the late 90s to see um paperboy alfred and uh slash alfred and uh and and earn donald glover's character as as like middle schoolers um and they have these just amazing actors playing each of them that somehow just embody their entire psyches is really good and i mean it's just i'm i'm really excited for the finale this weekend and just to say that if uh yeah definitely catch up on atlanta in its off year because i just it's like one of these things where i'm like ah how do they top this i'm excited excited to find more moments that you missed like when i sent you the gif of the kid that showed up to uh um what's what's his girlfriend's name um oh van van Yeah, um, the, like the kid that showed up to Van's class wearing white face, and it right. killed me. It's so funny, like that. Kid right, is and so there's perfect, and you didn't remember. Actually, and I was like, oh boy, have I a surprise for you? And there's some weird, weird shit like that this season. Uh, the entire episode called Teddy Perkins is like, uh, I can't even. Is this even... the one where he's in whiteface? Yes. Oh entire... God, it looks it so is. Cre- yeah, it looks it so, is so creepy, creepy as hell. Yeah, yeah, and it is. It's a weird. Anyway, so get into it. Yeah, get on Atlanta. I mean, you will. I'm. I'm I really love Donald Glover's work, and I'm like super, just like stoked that he is you know just like knocking it out of the park this year so yeah um so we'll move on to kind of the meat of our of our episode this week yeah so like late last week um it was it was a thursday and the news <laughs> the came scene. out set the scene for us <laughs> it's a dark and stormy night um <laughs> actually it was kind of rainy here but anyway it um the news came out that of like the shows that Fox had renewed and canceled for um, next season. And there was, if riots can happen in the virtual world of Twitter, there was a riot about Brooklyn nine, nine being canceled. Um, I it's, it's almost funny because it's sort of hard to tell. It's like, did people care about this outside of Twitter? I guess they did. I mean, I (laughs) think must have. Yeah. It's a good question. And like there were headlines. (laughs) There was, there were like, Twitter outrage after Brooke and I'm kind of like I don't know actually as a if I wasn't on Twitter and I saw that (laughs) yeah like as an East Coast media insider myself I'm kind of aware of the fact that the things that like 
the East and West Coast media bubbles think are big don't often have play in the rest of the country. Right. Um, so, and sometimes you're like, everyone I know watches Brooklyn Nine-Nine. How could they possibly cancel? It's like, well, I have a bubble and, um, you know, anyway. But there was outrage on Twitter about Brooklyn Nine-Nine because that show is very beloved. Um, and I happen to love it. And I gave you homework so that you could watch some episodes because you were yeah. one of those middle American dummies that didn't watch it. I know. And, you know, I have kind of a... Um... I say that with great love for middle America. Like, truly. <laughs> of course. Of course. That's not even that's <laughs> And not that even means a, a lot of different things. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't... I honestly don't have a good reason for not having watched it. It just, like, didn't make it on my radar. This, just, well, I this is the like, curse of I peak TV. I do feel TV. like you tend to watch... Um, forgive me for saying, but more serious things than I do. Like it's true, maybe a little more. If the balance were to go one way, I tend to watch some really stupid shit, which is not <laughs> to say that, like, this is stupid, because I don't think that about Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I just veer more toward the lighter stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that that's true. I, I generally like a heavy drama more than I like a... That's not to say that I don't have, like, a roster of beloved sitcoms but um just you that know, you just have I no sense true. of humor exactly that's fine right. that's okay that it's okay to that know much that much obvious <laughs> um i also have like not i think that you know really the good place is the first michael Schur comedy that i have really latched oh interesting on to also um brooklyn 99 Everyone is also a Michael Schur show, as was Parks and Rec. As um, was Parks and Rec, um, and he was also a major part of The Office. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And all of those have very similar, I think, comic sensibilities. And, you know, The Office, I also was not, like, a devotee of The Office. Which also, The Office does not really hold up well, FYI. Um, it's funny. I think that people have very. I think that people are both convinced that it does not, and convinced that it, and like, and convinced that it does. I do think that the humor holds up, like in terms of its style the and the casting and everything. And there's still things yeah. like if I were to watch an episode, I'm it would make me laugh. But the the politics of it, um, mm-hmm. I don't think would pass today and by politics i mean like the things that you just take for granted or the things that you find funny like some of the really sexist or racist or like ableist uh things that uh mm-hmm. that they Scott like does. used as as joke fodder yeah. yeah and there's like this one episode where they just like the people in the warehouse try to unionize and like um uh the vp just like puts it down and you're supposed to just accept that they that they know what's best to like stamp out any unionization yeah but anyway we're getting off track. We're talking about The Office. Let's talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. Sorry. Um, no, no, no. I think, you know, I think it's like, you know, kind of the oeuvre of Mike Schur's uh, career. But, you yeah. know, definitely I think that Brooklyn Nine-Nine and The Good Place are both seen as like sort of the culmination of of his, you know, like his sensibility and his yeah. talents probably. Yeah. And um, I do think like The Good Place is a lot more inventive. Like I will maintain that The Good Place is one of the best new shows on television, like hands down, not even in the comedy genre or anything. Um, yeah. It's just so brilliantly done. Um, but there's and- a lot to, I mean, and, and like, there is a lot to 
really love about Brooklyn Nine-Nine, though. I think, like, you know, the the Good Place might have that, like, slightly more sophisticated sense of humor, but you need a good show that has just, like, just, like, good joke after joke after joke. Right, and just as fun to watch as, like, a nice escapist thing. Um, right. And like you said, yeah, there are a lot of great things about the show. Um, you know, it, one of them, is in typical fashion, it's got a super diverse, diverse cast. Um, uh, the main character, sort of, like, the show's kind of centered around Jake Peralta, played by Andy Samberg, and he's white. Um, but the the supporting cast is just so good. Like, Andre Brower plays the police captain, who is a black gay man, um, and has no sense of humor. So it's there's, like, no, you know... He's, like, very serious, but he also has, like, some of the funniest lines. Like, I think he's probably the funniest person on that show. I think that he's truly one of the best. I think that Andre Brower in that role is, like, truly one of the best straight men, like, of the modern sitcom It is, like, if you haven't, it is hard to explain how funny It is is. an amazing performance, episode (laughs) after episode. It is just, like, the way he can just, with a look. (laughs) It's so good. Is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I and so the cast is really good. There's two uh, Latino women um, that are like one is like a goody two shoes, like high strung, incredibly brilliant detective, and then another is this badass uh, um, motorcycle riding, like takes no nonsense, doesn't understand why people smile um, mm-hmm. detective, and then like the 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 white men in the show are like these two dummies, Scully and Hitchcock, and then this total like emotional weirdo uh played by joe latrulio and <laughs> charles Boyle. so it's like just this fun like send up, I mean, like, don't the, forget terry the, cruz the, don't forget terry cruz oh and because... oh, oh my god terry cruz is the sergeant so like the two people in the most authority are two black men um and like terry cruz plays this like family man who has twin daughters that he loves so much named cagney and lacy um, <laughs> oh i didn't know those those were yeah, their names okay and these twin girls um <laughs> And he's just like, you know, he loves yogurt and um, it's just like a, it's just wonderful. Like there's, there's no assumptions made about what kind of characters they should be. And, you know, you have on here, which I think is really interesting that they um, allow, I think, you know, you have on here that allows them that, you know, our our, Mm -hmm. our kind of jock, but allows our, allows our main character, Jake, um, to be more emotional, not to fall into hyper-masculine traps and to be a more like emotionally aware, like male figure. And I think that that really rings true of, of the, of, of Terry Crews and, and Andre Brower's characters yeah. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. That yeah, they are the striving to be good men. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The show starts the, like the pilot, um, it starts with, they get a new captain, Andre Brower, um, and Jake Peralta is this sort of like hotshot young detective, and he's sort of like chafing under this new leadership, and he's kind of being a rebel, and he's, and I told you not to watch that episode, because like, quite honestly, like, if I don't know why I stuck with it after that, because it's, that is not a dynamic that I find interesting you know oh like, sure and a lot of shows have terrible pilots so yeah exactly. you know a lot of brilliant I think shows someone so must have not something to judge them by it. yeah yeah um but that that kind of like they go away from that um and like a recent episode there's um in this past season just a couple weeks ago maybe even last week there's a shooting um a mass shooting and rosa um one of the detectives is uh uh sent there and everyone at the precinct 
is really, really worried about her. And Captain Holt, Andre Brown's character, tells everyone, like, well, the orders from the commissioners that we all have to stay in the precinct, do our jobs, and I'll inform you if there's any updates about, like, Rosa's safety or anything like that. And everyone's, like, kind of in, like, a really, like, antsy and anxious state, and Jake can't really deal with it. And he's like, Captain, you have to let me go and help her. You have to let me go. And they get into this big argument where Jake's like, I can't just sit and do something. And the captain's like, well, your co-workers need you and they need your support. And Jake's like, well, whatever, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going, I don't care. And he just drives away. And you're like, oh, man, he just like rebelled against the, the captain. And then a few minutes later, he comes back to the precinct with pizza. And he's like, thank you for your advice, Captain. Basically, like, you're right, I should be here and he sits and he listens and everyone's like telling them how they feel and how worried they are about Rosa and he's like just being like a therapist and it's like a male character in this role doing that is like Mm -hmm. anyway it's a really great episode for that reason yeah Uh, yeah and I mean I I think that it's a show that has some you know again like I, I find it really refreshing to watch a show where the you know the men are are thinking a lot about how they can be, you know, a a positive male presence and like an insightful, you know, like just, you know, emotionally aware people. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, you just don't, you don't see that often in real life. Yeah. And you don't see it often in television. And what was that? Oh, that was I had my windows open and oh. there was a kid screaming. <laughs> I was like, the is there a child in your room yeah. that yeah. like hates Brooklyn Nine Nine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, I just I'm gonna like lean my head out the window and ask her if she has any thoughts. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no, you're right. Like that is like a really positive thing. Um, the other interesting thing about this show that like people talk about a lot is the fact that it is a show about NYPD officers mm-hmm. in you know the what what do you call this decade the teens like that sounds stupid the, what do you call we're this? not in the aughts anymore do you say 2010s oh the 10s oh that is so dumb that's that stupid. can't be right can we just say of the modern era yeah in this decade <laughs> it's a show <laughs> about in the parlance of our times <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's a show about like cops and like not just any cops, but like a specific and real police department that is notorious, um, like and yeah, for been its, in the news, and, right? For its know, profiling and its violence against stop and um, frisk, and it's yeah, turning its back on and like is there and like all these things. And it is it, was, it is a risky proposition to say we're going to find humor in in this particular workplace. And yeah, so it's definitely a fantasy because everyone in the show, they're all good detectives. You know, maybe some of them aren't quite as competent, like Scully and Hitchcock, but they all are like good-hearted people. Yeah, you got to have your lifers who are just like in it for the pension. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> like, thanks, you know, police union. But like, but yeah, they're, they're all good detectives. And when you see them out on the job, they're like not they're not exercising like bias and discrimination and Mm -hmm. they are like doing it for the right reasons Mm -hmm. so it's definitely a fantasy because you know this squad doesn't exist in Mm -hmm. real life i would hazard a guess and i think it's nice in that fantasy you know element i mean that's again you know it's it's escapist it's why we have it's why we have sitcoms and it's nice to say you know wouldn't it be great if uh you know, if 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 police departments 
did work this way if they yeah. uh you know were sensitivity training for officers and they you know had like officers who really um seemed to you know care about uh their their work and about doing it well and about you know being fair and i don't know it's it's kind of interesting because in the mike sure vein you know it is sort of like you, you can see parks and rec is the uh kind of um platonic ideal of of sort of civic bureaucracy yeah and like yeah and like you know wouldn't it be great yeah yeah you know i mean i guess there's a lot to hate actually about the parks and rec city government city council and stuff but you but know when you have good it's ultimately good and it's ultimately like your the people who are working in your who your tax dollars are paying like they want to make your life better which I think is generally not how <laughs> certainly not how I feel about no. you know yeah. my city council and you know and and I I I think it's you know it's just like I don't know I I I think that they do a great job of making you believe that a police force <laughs> could kind of maybe in some better world. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I happen to think like, you know, sometimes people are like abolish the police and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I would like to, the police, like their motto is to protect and serve. What I want is actually to have people that do that for all citizens. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, we don't necessarily have to do away with the entire institution, but the people who carry out the pol like, you know, and create the policy and, it just everyone needs to be better. <laughs> yeah, um, um, and the show yeah. does. You know, it never gets too serious, but they do have this one episode in. It was in season four. It was last spring, um, where uh, Terry Crews' character, um, the sergeant Terry Jefford, um, Jeffords, I think he uh, is racially profiled in his own neighborhood. He's looking for his daughter's like teddy bear named Mumu outside. He's just like walking around at night. And this other cop comes up to him and is like, put your hands on your head. And like the, the cop pulls a gun on him and Terry's like, like, hey, I'm a cop too. This is my neighborhood. Like, what are you doing? But he has to do this, right? Because he's being, you know, threatened. And um, he comes in and tells his coworkers about it. And it's pretty serious. What's wrong? I got stopped by a cop last night. Stop for what? Stop for walking. That makes zero sense unless... Oh, crap. I see what happened. Yeah. Cyrus, that's terrible. That's so messed up. Oh, geez. I have no idea what's going on. He got stopped for being black. Get woke, Scully. You know, I was reading stuff about the writer that, you know, did that. Jackson, I think, is his last name. And he, um, was he like, you don't want it to veer into, like, a very special episode territory, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, diff- they wanted it to still be, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but be honest mm-hmm. about it. And Andre Brower actually this was his idea for like the primary conflict to sort of be between uh, Terry Cruz's character and his character. So the two, like you didn't have people like white people in there talking about it. You had these two black men discussing it where Captain Holt, who's older and has like risen through the ranks and like had been discriminated and um, persecuted as a gay black man in like the eighties and seventies in NYPD is like, don't make a formal complaint, Terry. Like, don't don't do anything. This could jeopardize your career. And don't you want to be in a position of power where you can make things better? I came to a realization after you stormed out last night. I wouldn't say I stormed out. I shook hands with both you and Kevin before I left. And Kevin and I agreed that you squeezed significantly tighter than necessary. 
I guess I was a little worked up, with good reason. I thought a lot about our conversation. When I was a young police officer and things like this would happen to me, I felt very alone. I wanted to call out every bad cop I encountered, and there were a lot. But as a black gay man, I never had a superior who was on my side. So the advice I offered you, that came from a different place, a different time. I put all my energy towards rising to a rank where I could make a difference. Well, I'm there now. And I realize that if I don't back you up on this, I would be betraying the very thing that I worked so hard for. So I filed the complaint. I appreciate that, Captain. Are you still upset? No, not at all. You should consider modifying your handshake. It's sending the wrong message. Copy that. It's like a really interesting discussion where like you as a viewer, like, I don't know what the right answer is. Like mm -hmm. this is, it, they don't make it easy, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I find that also, um, you don't see that kind of thoughtfulness on network sitcoms all that often. Right. And it's still fun to watch. And at no point are they saying that like, this isn't a big, issue like it's a mm -hmm. way to get people like it just kind of i don't know how to say, like normalizes the fact that this is an issue right it doesn't mm -hmm. deny that racism and racial profiling exists or that it's actually very scary like they even have like the little girls jake and amy are babysitting them in this episode and the little girls are like why did the officer like get mad at my daddy or whatever and it's like so it's like a serious issue but they make it like uh still the show is still there. It's still an enjoyable show to watch. And like, it shows that you, you can have humor alongside these very serious issues. Um, so. It makes it all the more disappointing that what Fox was planning to bring back instead of <laughs> oh my God. Brooklyn Nine-Nine was Tim Allen's show, <laughs> which was already canceled by ABC. It was canceled um, by ABC, right? Yeah. Like, and and then... Last Man Standing. It's like, Oh my god. They yeah, also just... they also Sarah they canceled Lucifer too. Well, oh my god, I didn't know that. No. Yeah, they canceled Lucifer. <laughs> I was like it's because I talked about it last week. They're oh no, Amanda, I'm so sorry. Yeah. But also but... maybe it's for the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I also say that I love I got to love a show like Brooklyn Nine-Nine that um has an annual has in the hallowed uh, sitcom tradition of the annual Halloween episode. Oh, um, yeah. So, wait, which one did you watch? I watched four and five. Um, so in the in the tradition of, you know, greats like The Simpsons and original Roseanne, um, <laughs> you know, they do a, an annual Halloween episode centered around, I assume they're all centered around the heist. They're, yes, they're all yes. every year. Okay. Um, and I watched, yeah, the, the ones from the last two seasons and they were both, um, delightful. I am a sucker for like a sitcom premise, like a, a, an episode premise that involves some kind of like complicated scheme. Oh my God. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. These are, and, these are great. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, the third season is a really good one where, um, I don't want to spoil the end, but like. It's, it has a great twist at the end, like just like, they, a very satisfying one. 
I was honestly genuinely surprised by the twist in the fourth season one. Um, Which that it was, was that? It was Gina. Um, oh, yeah. Gina. has lost her teeth at a fourth grade roller skating party. And <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that plays into it. But I really, uh, I just, I, I love, I love Halloween episodes on shows. God, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's fun. Um, and like that, yeah, it was, well, like one, one other thing I want to say about it was I saw something recently where it's like, it, you know, we can say all these things about how it's actually portraying cops in a good light and like that, but in it, but it's still talking about serious issues. But like, it makes sense if someone's like, I don't really want to watch a show about police um, mm-hmm. because of their own personal experience or like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but So someone was like, well, what if they rebooted the show and they were all teachers? And I was like... That would be like with the exact same cast and the same characters, but they were all teachers instead. Yeah, like Holt was the principal, and like it's um, like it would still work. You know, it would would be perfect. It would still be. You know, I mean, that's the great thing about a, a workplace comedy i mean because really i mean on this show yeah you have your occasional episode where they do deal with something more weighty um and you know like like the racial profiling thing or you know i mean yeah and and i think that also the the police nature of it just gives an interesting dimension another interesting dimension to um holt's character as like a a black gay man trying to make it as you know a that's you know, true. And succeeding yeah. you know his struggle to like really get to yeah. the top of the heap in a deeply homophobic and racist institution um and you know but other than that i mean it could basically be any <laughs> right and then it's like it fun to just it. imagine who everyone would be like what they would teach right like amy would teach like math obviously um, it's making thinking like, of it as a education as a as a show in a school is making me think of the '90s, early 2000s David E. Kelly show Boston Public, which was like from the guy who did. You've Alan mentioned e. that show. On I know this it's show so bad. Before, it's you? so bad, and it's like the absolute worst, like worst you know, like worst timeline, like version of something like you know, stand and deliver. You're like. Like you know your inspirational teacher narrative like it is just the worst show but it really actually did have like a pretty uh <laughs> like diverse cast and like anyway i just it kind of i'm like thinking of brooklyn 99 as modern day boston public sitcom <laughs> and i'm like oh that show should be reinvented as a sitcom we should um, do it we should do it um, yeah yeah and well, anyway i'm just they the 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 conclusion is that they responded to this outrage on Twitter um, by renewing it for 13 episodes. So they'll actually get a sort of victory lap. Um, That's great. I'm really happy. I mean, I'll be honest with you. My hot take here is that there are plenty of shows that I have loved that would have done well to have ended after five seasons. So it's not like five seasons is some kind of like, No, that's you know, true. But it's also like but when it's abruptly canceled. It's abruptly know, canceled. It's... And if it's a show that, hey, you know what? If it's still going strong, most of the shows that I'm thinking of are like limping to the finish. And like... Right. 
you know, if it's and a show that, that I think so much, but absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, no, this should have been canceled three years ago before it got terrible. I think that, um, you know, a, you get to, you, you get to give the show a, get you to let them plan for a finale, which I think everyone who, if I were, had in, had sunk so much of my life, you know, into being an actor on a show like this or writing a show like this, it's like, I would want to be able to, you know, devise my own finale, my own exit. So it's good that yeah, we get no, that. And it's like, yeah. no, you want to be able to plan, plan the last episode. Which like, Give I don't know what's going to happen with Lucifer. It, I don't know hey, what's gonna happen with and you Lucifer. never will. <laughs> Sarah. Um, I'm sorry, Amanda. Yes, anyway, <laughs> that's I'm okay. Sorry. I think I'll survive. Um, right, I'm just well, going to close this discussion by playing um, a clip of, one of the best cold opens that the show it's did, a show with just really outstanding cold opens yeah and this one everyone really loved do you recognize any of these men i was hiding in the bathroom stall so i didn't see his face but i heard him he was singing along to the music at the bar do you remember what he was singing i think it was that song i want it that way backstreet boys i'm familiar okay number one could you please sing the opening to i want it that way really okay you are my fire. Number two, keep it going. The one desire. Number three, believe when I say. Number four, I want it that way. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a mistake. Number five. I never wanna hear you say. Woo! I want it that way. Oh, chills. Literal chills. It was number five. Number five killed my brother. Oh my god, I forgot about that part. The cold open is such a oh god, it's such an art form. Okay. It really is. Um okay, so moving on, that's wrap things up um yeah, what are you so, watching this week well next week we're gonna do an assassin themed show so it's we're gonna, gonna talk so fun it's gonna be fun we're gonna i mean it's really also just a the assassin is having its moment on i was thinking that yeah television there's a lot of, there's a lot of especially russian especially russian assassins um <laughs> with the americans and killing eve so i think we're both gonna i need to catch up on killing eve actually and the americans I'm oh, and a couple also of in barry they're chechnyan they're chechnyan oh my god actually the chechnyan mobsters are like maybe my favorite part. they're actually hilarious yeah. they're so funny the one dude the bald guy, the bald guy yeah is oh, well, genuinely hilarious um so i think that's what we're going to be watching this week and we'll be able to talk these fabulous shows next week um i love that you put on here billions as a continued People keep saying it's I know good. And I've I'm like, seen I continue it. to say I'm not interested. Like I saw Anne Helen. So Emily Nussbaum had a tweet this week that was just like open, 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 uh, open thread. What, what do you, what's your favorite show right now? And just like let people respond. And I saw that a lot of people responded. A lot of people like that. Anne Helen Peterson responded to as billions. I'm still not doing it. I know a lot of people I lo- know and love and respect. Um, but I just, it's, I can't, I won't do it. I won't. I won't. You can't make me. Yeah. People I respect. 
Um, there was actually a great, actually, speaking of, you know, we talked a little bit about the Who Weekly Facebook group at the top of the show, but um, I'm in a TV movie focused subgroup <laughs> of the main That's so Who Weekly. so cool, Sarah. I, you can be in it too, Amanda. I can invite you. Um, but they, they, so there was a thread this week that was like, what show are you trying in vain to get people to watch that they will not watch? And and like having no success with it, and people were kind of responding various things, and and I put like I'm just on the reverse side of that. The show that people are trying to get me to watch that I will not watch is Billions. So <laughs> <laughs> totally with you on that. Yeah. Um, um. All right. Well, we will convene next week. Yeah. There's. Oh my gosh. This storm that is rolling in from it looks like the north, and it is heading straight for me. So I'm gonna take cover. Stay safe, Amanda. Head for the basement when it gets when shit gets real, okay? You know what's bad is I still have a broken foot and I'm very slow going downstairs. Well, so hobble to the basement. Maybe I'll just go down. Give yourself now. several minutes lead give time. Give several minutes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I I'll talk to you next week and I hope you enjoy all the murder shows. Yes, I'll be murdering. Yeah. Murderinos. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye. Good night.